Hi, welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is Lillian Lovin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all perspectives and I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who are in the stammering field and people who have a genuine interest in the topic. So today's guest is Jack Dinsley. So Jack's a fellow st- stammerer. We've never met before, but we have seen each other's activities on social media then we follow each other's campaigns i reached out to jack because jack's done some amazing work within the stammering field not just in the press but also the education sector as well so jack thank you can you just give me a a bit of background behind yourself do do, the introduction but also what you do for a living Hi, so yeah, so thank you so much for having me, Will. Really appreciate being here to talk to you today. So yeah, 31 years old, and yeah, so I'm from a small town. So being from a small town is quite difficult sometimes because obviously um, when I was growing up, I had no idea what stammer was. I just knew, you know, I sometimes had a problem with my speech. I sometimes had a problem reading that, reading that out in class. I actually didn't know what a stammer was. So it was in, well, at the age of five, mom, my mum originally took me to the doctors to basically get me speech and language therapy. I got refused it originally. And then as I grew up, I just kind of dealt with it. You know, I got on with it. But, you know, it was something that, you know, was holding me back with my confidence. So when I was in year five, my teacher had a stammer herself. So she was able to basically tell me, you know, she has a stammer, she can see the stammer in me, and she really, really helps me with my breathing techniques and everything, everything wow. like that. So really, from from then on, it was just it, my life changed, my perspective on life changed. So that is where I first noticed my stammer. So for another couple of years, um, when I was 17 years old, I got speech and language therapy, and that really, really changed the landscape again because, you know, I was, you know, becoming an adult I was getting help with my speech it helped me get become head boy in my drama I got an a star in my drama my poor performance and I was actually moderated by the same examiner who, who moderated me in year 12 and in year 13 and he said he couldn't notice my stammer in my performance and I think that is something I was like you know what I've I, the, the speech and language must have done something to my confidence so yeah so now I'm 21 years old I've graduated from university last year uh, with my BA in journalism. So I did that during the pandemic. That was a bit of a hectic situation, but I dealt with it. And I'm currently studying my master's in TV production to get more experience. Because before that, during finishing my degree and starting my master's, I actually had a job at BBC Newsround, which, you know, absolutely loved Newsround growing up. And I got to work there freelance, which telling five-year-old Jack, you're going to work at BBC, I would have laughed at you because that is something I never thought was possible. So that happened. And yes, so I work part-time as a children's entertainer. I dress up in a mascot as Wiz the Wizard. He's a wizard. I dress up as him. And I work at a gift shop part-time and I do part-time in terms of of marketing as well as running my campaign. So I'm a bit busy, but I love it. (laughs) Okay, well... Wow, that's what he. It, so, so, so this sort of shows how you've not let your stammer hold you back. No. So, so as you know, stem stories, we like to talk about people's stammer, but from a more deeper level, because we want to tell, tell the audience what it's really like to 
have a stammer. So, see, so you really touched upon your stammer when you were growing up. And can you just tell me more about the, what you personally thought about your stammer and then sort of realise how did you find school, but from a sort of a school perspective, if that makes sense. So rather than just as a general, in a more in-depth emotion, like could you, were you very conscious of having it in lessons or, yeah. So in primary school, there was one occasion where I asked the dinner lady at the time and I said, can I go to the, t-? and then I couldn't finish off the word toilet. So this was the first time that my stomach had really gotten in the way. This was in year three, year four. And so how old are you then? About seven or eight. And I basically, I couldn't sit on the toilet. And basically the dinner lady basically, obviously she knew, she must have known I was asking for the toilet because I said sit. And I couldn't sit in the toilet. And basically, I stood there for 15 minutes asking to go to the toilet. And I remember telling my mum about it. Because like I said, I didn't know what stammer was. At that age, do you really know what stammer was? Especially uh, at my age. Because obviously, when this was probably 2006 or seven, And having a stammer wasn't talked about. So I didn't, know what, I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was a blockage in my speech. So that really made me feel really embarrassed. Because all I wanted to do was go to the toilet. And I couldn't even ask the basic thing of going, can I go to the toilet? So, and... Up until like I said year five when my teacher really was like, you know, you have got a stammer and I can see that you have a stammer. I looked through my school reports the other week because I've kept all my school reports in primary school. And the only time my speech was really picked up on was in year two, I think, was when my year te- my year two teacher said he struggles when he reads out. And this is something that I carried on into high school again that in two seconds. And then in year five when my when my sorry, year five when my teacher said you know, Jack's speech has come on so well and it's because of his confidence. And I think it just helped that, that someone acknowledged I had a stammer because for some reason, no one actually sat me down in in, like, in the whole of my education until then when you've got a stammer. And I think if someone said to me that, I think I would have been like, what is it? Can you talk to me about it? But no one did. And I think that was the most, most frustrating thing about it. So into high school, you know, you go from a small pond to a bigger pond. And unfortunately, people didn't really accept my speech because it was a bit rocky. I had people, you know, not really pleasant with me. And in year eight, I had an English teacher who basically, I was reading the boy's trap pajamas and I loved the book. And I raised my hand and she picked me to read out. I think she realised she made a mistake because I either went too fast because with my stammer, I try to avoid to stammer by speaking fast. So I either read too quickly or I read too slowly because of the breakup of the words. And she never picks me out to read ever again. Because I remember the next lesson, I put my hand up like, pick me to read. And then she completely like looked at me and moved past me. And I thought, you know, it was quite disheartening because at that point I knew I had a stammer. And my English teacher not picking me out to read was a bit disheartening, not going to lie. So that was that. But in terms of growing up with a stammer, I don't think I had it as bad as I've heard of other people because I know other people have been really bullied by their stammer. But people have just been, you know, they've been uneducated because it's like what I've said. I've been campaigning to get it into PSHE because having an hour's lesson to educate people about having a stammer will change their lives. And I completely agree with that because but I've had a stammer since my first word, so I've always known that I had a stammer. And 
it's one of those situations, especially in school, that if the teacher doesn't know, you're not sure how the teacher may react to your stammer. And I'm always conscious in when I was in school, like just the workplace now, I always make sure when I talk about my stammer, like my team must think that that is the only thing that I can talk about. So, uh, yeah, but it's, it makes me more comfortable in a social situation. And especially in school, like I told my friends, and none of my friends have ever judged me. And like, some of the stats show from an actual stammering children did a YouGov poll. It shows the mental health effects of a young child being bullied in the work, in not work, in. In the, in the education sector because of their stammer. And it's just so sad. And everyone who I've told that to has been absolutely shocked by it. So what are your thoughts on people at a young age bullying other people who may have a speech impediment? Kids are very direct, as you know, but also they may not mean to be bullying. See, um, you know... I think a lot of it is what they get from home. And that's just my opinion on that, because I know people will not will not agree with that. But I think a lot of it is what they get taught from home. Because kids, is that what you said? Kids say as it is. They do, because they don't have a filter. As you get older, you get taught to have a filter because, you know, you can't just say it as it is sometimes. But as a kid, you do say it as it is. And it is from, it is from their parents, I think, and their siblings, because... As well, when I was growing up, I was dealing with my sexuality and having a stammer and dealing with sexuality don't really go hand in hand because it gives you it gives other students more ammunition to fire out more abusive terms at you. So, and people, are, and I've spoken to some people and they've gone, well, they were kids at the time, but I was never harsh to another person about their speech impediment, their sexuality or anything like that because I was just... Again, I had a good up. I had a good upbringing with good morals and good values. So, and I do think it is from the parents because they're not learning it, are they, from from school? Because as you will know, will like we weren't really taught about having a stammer in school. We weren't. So they're learning it from home and they're bringing it into the school environment. And unfortunately, sometimes the schools didn't deal with it well. Because I remember sometimes I would, you know, say to a teacher, well, that's out of line. And they're like, well, it's only banter. Or it's only, you know, it's only kids being kids. And I don't understand why that is allowed. But hopefully with the work you're doing, what I'm doing, and other people, we're bringing awareness. And like I said, I'm getting people messaging me going, oh, my child, you know, I had a bad day at school by being bullied. And I'm like, how is this happening in 2021? We should be moving on with the times. The sort of following from that, when maybe a time when you struggled the most with your stomach, but also how did you overcome that situation? So a certain time was in year 13 uh, when I was doing a drama. So I've always loved drama, but unfortunately, because my stomach growing up, it really did hold me back. So... In year 13, we were told we had to redo our whole drama exam practical piece. And I literally had a breakdown in front of my teacher because basically uh, she wanted us to learn lines. Because basically it was an improvised piece. But obviously within that, you have to you have to learn lines. And this was a week before the exam was, was going to turn up and mark us 
and literally I had a breakdown. I said to, I said to my teacher in front of my class, I said, you can't do this because I said, these people around me don't have a stomach. They don't have this, they don't have the ability, you know, to, you know, mess up the lines. Because like I said, I know anyone cannot learn lines. I can learn lines, but it's the delivery of lines. And I was like, the stress of, of an examiner, my parents watching me, it's going to bottle up. So I remember, I remember I said to her, I was like, oh, what do we do? And I remember crying in front of all my friends in the class. But I lost it because I feel like at the time, people didn't realise how much stress having a stammer is. And I can't stress it because people, if they can't relate to you, they find it hard to understand what it's like being in your shoes. And I think you can probably relate to that because I bet people are like, it's only a stammer. But imagine having the words and the sentence in your head and then getting it down from here to here and then it can't come out. You can't write it, can you? Like, it's ridiculous when you think about it. Like, it's literally going from one bit to one bit and you can't say it. So, luckily, my drama teacher who worked with me, she made sure, you know, it wasn't a lot of stress because, like I said, I did four A-levels on top, you know what I mean? It's a lot. So, I remember she sat me down and she was like, you know, we're going to get through it. We're going to make sure the lines, you know, are easy to learn and you know what i got an a star in that piece and you know so it clearly wasn't a big deal but at the time i bet you can understand what like at the time that situation was such a high pressured situation i was like i'm gonna mess up and this is my a level but it all worked out like it's one of those situations and you can possibly agree but if if you are someone who stands do you have a talking situation like if it's to do a speech or or to do a post-day team meeting, or that sort of scenario, we sort of need to give ourselves time to process just the thought of it, rather than process the stuff that we may need to be careful, but just the process and think, oh god, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a radio interview in front of this amount of people, without even thinking, what do I need to prepare for it, but you're always, we're always very self-conscious about how our stammer may be portrayed, but also we can never predict when we stammer. And it's a very tricky situation because you may go, oh, but you didn't stammer. So why, so what, what were you worried about? And it's like, trust me, I, 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 I was very conscious about stammering that I may not have stammered at all, but it's just one of those thoughts. So I'd love to talk about your campaign, the Be Kind Stammer campaign. It's you started it last year, and I'd love you to tell the audience about what it is and, and sort of the after effects. So the campaign is really funny, actually, because it came out of nowhere. So I wrote a piece for the Happy Newspaper, which is based in Chorley, near me in Preston. And I did a piece about courage, you know, and it was it literally, it was a, a quick overview about my journey with my stammer. Because literally, it was, literally it was only about, 350 words and summing that up with my life so i did the work with the bbc this that the other and then this teacher out of the blue got in contact with me on instagram was like hi duh, 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 i would like you to come to my school i would like you to come to huddersfield and i was like yeah i mean i don't know if this is possible like because i hadn't looked into it because me in a campaign it really makes any sense at this point because I was just starting campaigning and yeah. So fast forward to January 2020 before the world stopped, you know, for 12 months. I went to Huddersfield and I did 
work at this fantastic primary school where we did workshops with the kids. This was two different workshops. There was uh, one for the younger younger years. So I think there was year one, year two was there. Even reception were there. And then it was for the older year group. So it was like um, year five and year six. It was really interesting because the first group, the infant, they didn't understand what the stammer was, whereas the year five and year six did. And then I did a massive assembly in front of like 250 people. It was ridiculous. So I was like, these are people that want to listen to me talk about my, my journey, my my career in journalism, and just showing that having a stammer doesn't stop you from achieving. And I think still to this day, it baffled me. So I was like, you're asking me. And then I did a, a school near me in Lyddon, say, and, uh, which was fantastic. It was for Children's Mental Health Awareness Week 2020. And then I had so many more schools booked in, but then COVID came around and then stopped it. But I was like, no, I'm not doing, I'm not going to stop because at the end of the day, there's going to be kids at home that I'm not going to have access to speech and language therapy. Kids who are not, who are not at school. My biggest thing was when it was the summer holidays, my speech went downhill. And my mum always used to say, because you're not socialising enough. And I knew this was going to happen. So I launched the Instagram, I launched the Twitter and the and the response has been absolutely incredible. I went from being a one-person army in 2020. Then in 2021, I then had uh, Alana, Georgie, Erin, and Thomas join the group. I was like, this is incredible. Like People want to join my you know, passion. And then in the past year, I've spoken to colleges, universities, and even having like a bit of a part-time job kind of thing with Birmingham City University, speaking about speech and language therapy. The other day, I worked for an interview panel where I would, you know, interview people who were taking on speech and language as their degree and masters. And I had to like, you know, you know, interview them, ask them questions. And after it, I would, you know, be a part of the feedback process. Me, a boy from Kirkham, be a part of this i was like this is this, no but this is because i'm so active like you will like you put yourself out there and like people sometimes go well, yeah but you know what about you know this is this just what you're about and it's not we shouldn't have to be doing this podcast to be fair but it's because the awareness isn't just is at that level and we need yeah. to get to that level so that's where the campaign came from and the work that you know i'm doing i'm doing just because you know I would love to have something like my campaign, this podcast to have. So, yeah. And, and it's just so cool, like over the last year, seeing people in, interested in, on the topic and sort of going from that, like we, we did a piece together for BBC Newsbeat, which yeah. was on International Stammering Awareness Day. And then uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but combined it got on social media over 900,000 views, which is absolutely incredible. Not from just that perspective, but also getting that amount of views on the stammering coverage. And was talking to actual stammering children about it, and they just said the response that they've had from it is just amazing, because it was played on BBC Radio 1, BBC One Extra and, and BBC a Asian Net Network as well. And I clearly remember where I was when, when I did the, did the chat with the journalist, but also was my first day back at the office. I went in and then someone just remembered sitting by my lap, just really tuning in to the radio. People like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just waiting to hear myself. Okay, we're going to leave you to it. 
and it was just really weird just hearing that on prime time and the response from that alone has been amazing just seeing stammering on such a big platform like i'm not sure about you but we never thought i've put stammering on bbc radio one like that's a platform we just wouldn't think that being shared on that sort of platform and it's been amazing seeing it on in our different magazines radio tv but from from that how have you found the last year regarding your stammer but well, i found mine once sort of dropped my stomach got worse because I, I wasn't socializing however it made me work on one of the things that i found most difficult which is picking up the phone because to talk to my team i have to call them and it's, it's, it's made me conquer my stammer well in that sense but also it's made it worse in other ways so how have you found the last year so in re- but first before we get into that yeah the video uh, the radio piece for BBC Newsbeat was absolutely fantastic because I didn't know because uh, the journalist when he got in contact, it was, I didn't know it was you and then Georgie because I know you both indirectly, but then it was just when it came up with our three faces, I was like, this is absolutely incredible because, like I said, you're from, you're based around London, aren't you? And obviously I'm based northwest, and she's northeast. And I think that's such an amazing piece to get us all three together. And I thought that was fantastic. And like I said, 900,000 views and the comments as well were really, really positive as well. Because sometimes with pieces like that, it can sometimes have a bit of a mixed response. Yeah. But that was what it was like with BBC Radio 1 when I pitched the Life Hacks podcast. Because before that, before I even said it to them, they were like, oh, we've never had stammering on the podcast. And I was like, this is your platform like your audience is our age and they want to hear about topics like this so i was thrilled that in 20 20 i think i was in 2018 and then 2020 we're talking about it on bbc radio one so that was fantastic so in the past year like yourself it has been a bit difficult like right now i'm not stammering but we're getting back to normal are we we're, we're back to work we're back to education we're back to you know talking again and that really does help but i remember when the cafe near me and my shop it was open for for takeout, and I said, "Can I get a diet coke?" When I was younger, I used to hate saying Dinsley. That's my last name. Sorry about that, uh, Dinsley. I hated saying my last name, so because I can't say these usually. So when I asked for a diet coke, diet didn't come out as a diet, and obviously the rest of the, rest of the sentence just went away. And the gen passed me a bottle of still water, and instead of me, you know, we like. I didn't order that. I just went, oh, thanks. And I took this store water. I went on with my day because, you know, my speech was, it, it was a bad speech day. And I think we all have that. Even if you don't understand, sometimes, you know, you just have a bad speech day. And that was a bad one. But instead of me, you know, speaking up and going, hold on a second, I asked for a Diet Coke. I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll just take that store water. But I think, yeah, on the whole, masks haven't helped. It's like when I go to hairdressers, uh, your mask is right over your face, and they're talking to you. And you know what, with the hair dry blowing and everything like that, you can't hear them. So, yeah, 100%, the speech hasn't been that great, but hopefully it will get better. Amazing. So, this is a question that I ask all, all guests, and then it's one that I'm not talking about beforehand, because it's a quick part. When you think of someone who thinks he stammers, who do you think of? 
either Gareth Gates, is it Gareth Gates? Yeah. Uh, or Darth Vader. Oh, what's oh, it called? Those are two new ones. Okay. Yeah. So just find it really in- interesting seeing who comes to people's heads because uh, we've had so far every person's done a different person. And, and then it's just been fascinating for me just to see who people think of. So, what made so Gareth Gates was his demo possibly. One of the early, not early, but one of the first times his demo sort of went viral. Yeah. Back then, viral on TV. It doesn't really sound right, but back then, his demo went went huge. But also, I didn't know about Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader, it's James Earl Jones. So, obviously, Darth Darth Vader is absolutely iconic. And, like, you know, James Earl Jones, you know, and he has a stab it. And I'm like, that's absolutely incredible. Like, you know, Star Wars, you know, some of a stab it. Fantastic. Obviously, you know, you've got President Joe Biden, but obviously, you know, that wouldn't come straight to me. Yeah. So I've had so far Joe Biden and King George. So I'm, I'm really curious to see who else is going to be named. Because, like, I did a post about Marilyn Monroe on, on social media. When I, when I had people come back from it, I'm like, Wait, what? Marilyn, but apparently her breathy tones were her techniques to help with the stammer. So my last question for you, Jack, is if you could give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers, but also three pieces of advice to someone who doesn't stammer, what would they be? So you want three of each? Yeah. So to the person who does stammer, one, uh, don't let your stammer define you, because... Every inter- every job interview, every podcast, everything I've gone to, I've never once gone, hi, I'm Jack, I have a stammer. You know, if, if it comes out, it comes out, because a stammer shouldn't define you, and it shouldn't define you getting a job, it shouldn't define you in an interview, because uh, I remember when I went for a bar job, you know, on the side at university, um, the manager had no idea I had a stammer, and the one time I said Bombay Sapphire, I couldn't say the word Bombay, and that his eyes opened at me, and was like, um, can you not can you not say that? And I went, I've got a stammer, and literally was like, oh right, I didn't know. So you know, just you know, don't let it define you, and also don't be so harsh on yourself because at the end of the day, you know, we all have our you know challenges in life, and unfortunately, if you have a stammer, you know, it's going to be a challenge in social situations. But you know, people should be kind. You know what I mean? Like we're in twenty twenty one. If you're not being kind to someone at a counter or at a bar, you know. And then the third one, the stammer isn't the problem, it's society. Society, I've got a long way still to go. As you've been aware, the news, they haven't been that great this year, people in general, in terms of everything and every single sector. So stammering still has a long way to go because for some reason people think it's a problem. But unfortunately, but actually, the society is the problem. So hopefully we'll get past that. That's the three pieces of advice to the person who does stammer. Three for the person who doesn't stammer is one, don't roll your eyes and don't make and you know, don't make them feel like they have to rush. Because at the end of the day, they have something to say and they will get there eventually. Sometimes it might be a while, but you know what? What's the rush? You know, you've been you've been at home for the past year, you've got plenty of time to socialise now. So, you know, just let them get to the end of that sentence. Two, don't assume what they're gonna say because because it's it annoys me. It might be one word or even a letter, but you will not know what that person's thinking. It might be, can I have a can of Fanta, Tango, Pepsi? No, just a can of, you know, 
they fizzy them. So, you know, could be anything like that, but you can't presume. So, don't presume. And the third one, be kind. I know it sounds cheesy, and I know, but at the end of the day, just be kind to that person, be kind to everyone around you, because if the world was just a little bit more kinder, it would be a great world, and we wouldn't, be able to, we wouldn't have to do stammer awareness, because, you know, be kind. Exactly. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me, Jack. So it's been a pleasure talking to you, but, but it's just so nice to hear how, how positive you are about your stammer, which I think lots of people may feel a bit down about stammer. Then that's the whole purpose of this podcast, is, is to share how stammering is not let people pull them back. So thank you so much for, for listening to this to this episode with Jack. Then, as I mentioned, we have some really exciting guests coming on, and I'm so excited to see this podcast grow. There will be links for Jack's Beacon campaign in the description, so you can go and take a look. But also, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter, where we post all our exciting updates and facts. So, see, see you next time. Thanks. Bye.